welcome to the New Mercies Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Caldwell. Today, you have found episode number 24. We're in our series in 1 John, chapter number 3 today. We are going to look at the first 10 verses, and here is what I want to tell you. I love this passage of Scripture. Now, I know I'm going to just go ahead and admit it. Yes, I say that a lot on this podcast, that I love this passage of Scripture. But it's because the more I read it, the more it's beautiful. It is incredible. Listen to the way verse number one starts of chapter three. See what kind of love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. You know, something I need you to hear this morning, maybe this is the new mercy of God that you need to hear and have revealed to you today what kind of love the Father has given to us. You know, the love of the Father is not an expression of Him. It's not something he feels toward us. It's not something he proved to us. The truth is God is love. He gave us himself, the God who made everything we could possibly ever see and experience in this life. He gave us himself. That's the kind of love the Father has given to us. As it continues in that verse, it says that we should be called children of God, and so we are. I heard it said one time that, When God bought us out of the debt of our slavery to sin, he took that bill of sale and he tore it up and he drafted new papers, adoption papers. You know, there's something really beautiful about adoption. Adoption says, I'm making this choice for this child. I am making this choice. I want this child in my family. So I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make it happen. When God saw you, when he heard of you, when he knew everything going on in your life, he knows the ins and outs. He made you from the beginning. He had a plan for you. And part of that plan was to bring you into his family. After you and I failed and fell short of God's glory and were broken out of fellowship with him, he said, I will do whatever it takes to bring you back into my family. That's the love the father has given us by giving us himself and bringing us into his family, restoring us back to the way he has designed us to be. I could stop right there and just enjoy that verse. But John doesn't stop there. That's one verse in this passage, and I just want to read this. It says, Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. And verse number three is a verse that was very confusing to me until I started to ponder on it. Listen to verse number three. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. I began to wonder, how do we purify ourselves? As Jesus himself is pure, how do we purify ourselves? And it says that whoever hopes in him. You know, this passage reads that when Jesus appears, we will be like him. And then it says, if you hope in him that in that way, when you think about him in that manner, you purify yourself. How does that work? Well, here's how it works. I'm glad you asked. The Bible says that we put our hope in him in that moment when he comes. I want you just to think for just a moment when Jesus Christ appears again, he will be in all of his glory. He will be in Shekinah glory, the power of almighty God, majestic, beautiful, incredible. And when you see him in that way, there is no other thing that can take your attention away. Nothing else can hold your attention the way Jesus can hold your attention in his purest form. When you think about that, you begin to see the mountain of sin in your life, and you see that he has none in his. The next couple of verses even say, everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness, because sin is lawlessness. 
You know that he appeared in order to take sins away. In him there is no sin. You don't see any sin in him because he has none. He's perfect. He's pure. He's holy. So when you see God like that, it, it affects the way you live. Imagine every morning waking up, thinking about Jesus coming back when he appears in this majestic array of glory. If you start your day thinking of Jesus like that, it's going to affect the way you walk. It's going to affect the way you talk. Because not only do you see him as he is, you're going to be like him. You are a child of his. You have the inheritance from the Father. That's who you are. Verses 6 through 10 kind of give an explanation of if you are born of God, if you are a child of God, you're not going to go on sinning. Because when you think about him and the perfection that he is, it's going to affect the way you live your life. Don't live as a person created by the world. Live as a person created by God and designed by him to do incredible things, to join with him in his work. As John wraps this little section up, he says that by this, it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. He is encouraging us and reminding us, if you are like Jesus, you're a part of the family of God. How do you become like Jesus? Easy. Just think about it. Think about the moment he appears. It will purify you and your life will reflect the beauty and the majesty of God, our creator.